Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Yes, I killed him. 
Joe, Mr. Robin. What did you try to do? Kill yourself? I might as well. I'm as good as dead now. What? What'd you say, Mr. Robin? Oh, nothing. You know how fast you were going? I had you caught back there at, at 87. Oh? Well, the car isn't built to take that, especially your tires. Yeah, I should have known better, Sheriff. The pressure coefficients would certainly have given out. What am I going to do with you, Mr. Arvin? I suppose you'll have to write me a ticket. I don't write tickets. Actually, I don't have jurisdiction on the interstate. You know, you shouldn't be driving. No, I'm all right now. You know? Yeah, it was just a temporary... Temporary what? Oh, whatever it was. It's all over now. I don't think you're feeling... No, I'm fine. I'm just fine. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to let you drive. Look, I have an appointment at the lodge with Mr. Rutledge. He's expecting me. No, I'm only trying to save your life. I'm late. Very late. I'm supposed to meet Mr. Rutledge and do some duck shooting. You? In the state you're in, you're going to do some shooting? Look, Sheriff, all I did was break the speed law. Now, the penalty for that's a fine. Tell me what I have to do to pay it, and I'll be on my way. Right, give me your car keys. Now, wait a minute. No, I'll send someone back to pick up your car. I'll drive you to the lodge myself. That's not what I'm telling you. 
I'm saying that we can get a batch, a run, whatever, 5 to 10% reacts in a completely unexpected fashion. And it can produce deadly results. Now, look, Melvin, the government tested our product inside out. It passed with flying colors. It's okay. The doctors are screaming for it. It's been hailed on all sides as the antibiotic of the future. This morning, I got a phone call from Jerry Scott. He was at the lab. Why? Uh, he's ambitious. He's conscientious. He was checking out some studies on the computer. He simply couldn't comprehend the readout, so he called me and I came over. Right out, I knew what it was. What was it? These were earliest Alderaan samples. You remember, Paula, we, we called it proto-Alderaan when we started five years ago? Yeah, so? Well, I found faint traces of the fatty acids then. But that doesn't have to mean that we're going to... Samples we submitted to the government were later ones. But that was a different Alderaan. No. It was the same. We just sent the, the, the newer samples, that's all. And they passed. But now those same acids are showing up. What's the percentage? I told you. Between 5 and 10. And what are you suggesting? Take it off the market. And bring it back into the lab until it's foolproof. Who knows about this? I do and you do. What about Scott? Well, he knows that he's getting confusing data on the computer, but he may not be aware of what it means. Not yet. You told no one else about it? No. Not even Rita? No, not even Rita. Oh, we're going to have to take it off the market. No, we can't take it off the market. I just told No, no, let me tell you. I went for broke on Alderaan. I sunk a fortune into it. It's what I needed to save Rutland's drug, which has been in my family for 150 years. Oh, Alderaan is not... Now, you better listen. The orders are coming in. They're pouring in. Rutland's drug is going to make millions, and so are you. I don't think you understand. I'm still talking. I was very good to you, Melvin. I appreciate that. You were knocking your brains out as a teacher. I took you on. I paid you real money. I know what you did for me. Do you? Do you also know that I saved your marriage? She's full of life, that Rita. She likes fun. Parties, travel. She was in a rut as a schoolteacher's wife. Ready to walk out. Well, wasn't she? Suddenly, you tripled your salary. You started to get around. You became an exciting, important guy. So, you owe me something. Paul, what are you suggesting? We're in the clear. Didn't you hear what I told you? What did you tell me? That some old, unused samples may have a tendency, in rare cases, to produce a harmful acid? <coughs> Alderaan? We test out perfectly. Suppose Scott hadn't been fooling around in the lab today. This would never have come to your attention. But it did. But suppose it didn't. We go on. Maybe a year from now, it would come out that a minute percentage of Alderaan can be harmful. Fatal. We're in the clear, legally. Ethically? Ethics? Where would you find a more ethical guy than me? Work for any of the other companies. Any discovery, new product made by any employee belongs to the employer. They all have those conditions, don't they? Yes, Paul, but that... What do they give you when you discover something for them? A hearty handshake. Me? What did I tell you right off? 
You come up with something, you get a piece. And I've lived up to my bargain. And I appreciate that. But how much time do we have? Who knows? Six months? A year? Maybe more? Maybe less? Give me six months. What? By that time, I'm on my feet again, financially. Then we'll pull it off the market ourselves. I'm sorry, Paul. I can't go along with that. We have to withdraw Alderaan tomorrow. You really mean that, don't you? Look, at any time, anywhere, any batch of Alderaan may go bad, may become fatal. It has to be done. You do really mean that, don't you? I'm sorry, Paul. I'm sorry for both of us. Your mind's made up. There's nothing I can say to you. Paul, it all comes down to this. A man does what he has to do. Mm-hmm. That's right. You do what you have to do. You have no choice. Yes, now then, you just said it. Hey, Paul. Paul, what are you... Paul, don't! You just said it. I have no choice.
Let's take the guns, uh, you know, as, as evidence. Oh, please do. I don't think I ever want to look at a gun again in my life. Obvious he caught a charge from the 12 gauge, which went off accidentally. I guess so. Well, at least that's how Paul Rutledge tells it. Are you implying that isn't the way it happened? Well, I don't know what I'm implying, if anything. Yes, however. Yeah. However, something just doesn't sit right. Like what? Right? Well, for instance, he told me Mel Arvin asked for the 12 gauge because he wasn't having any luck with the 16. Yeah, so. So? There it is. Here, look at it. Smell it. I think you can see the 16-gauge hasn't been fired at all. So? Well, if he hadn't fired it, he hadn't missed anything. He couldn't have had bad luck. That would mean he didn't ask for the 12. From which we must conclude that Paul Rutledge is lying. Maybe. I asked Paul if Melvin had behaved in any unusual manner, if he seemed nervous or bothered, and Rutledge said no. That's well. Well, earlier I stopped Mel for speeding. He was doing close to 100. He seemed to be distraught. About what? Uh-huh. I stopped him on the other state. I said, what are you trying to do, kill yourself? He said, I might as well. I'm as good as dead now. Hmm. He was in a very bad way, yet Rutledge said there didn't seem to be anything wrong with him. Yeah. Maybe he'd recovered his composure by that time. After all, Paul was his employer. Mel might have felt that he had to maintain a certain front. Yeah, well, why should Mel have thought he was as good as dead? What did he mean by that? Well, sometimes people find themselves in moods, you know. Yeah. Well, Doc, you're the coroner. Are you satisfied with the verdict of accidental death? Oh, Nick, you're the sheriff. Can you bring me any evidence to the contrary? appreciate how difficult a time this is for you, but, well, when I saw your husband, he was in a very agitated state. Yes, I, I know. I shouldn't have let him drive up there. Can you tell me why he was so upset? Yes, he, he said it was, there was a problem. What kind of a problem? At the lab. Hmm. The problem that could involve Paul Rutledge? Oh, yes, very much. Well, do you know the nature of the problem? No, but he sounded so serious. You would have thought it was the end of the world. As it turned out, I I guess it was. Well, why would your husband feel that his life was over? What do you mean by that? He said to me, I'm as good as dead. I don't understand. Everything was going so, so beautifully. We were going to make so much money. And then this morning, suddenly... Something awful must have happened. What? Well, he came back from the lab. All the color was drained from his face. He was walking, talking like a man in a dream. A a nightmare. Hmm. Something had gone wrong at the lab, huh? Yes, terribly wrong. He went to the lab this morning. The Sunday morning. Yet he had a date to hunt with Paul Rutledge. And what made him go to the lab? Well, there was a call from Jerry Scott, his assistant. Uh Uh-huh. How was your husband before he left the house? Oh, he was fine. Good spirits? Yes, he was a happy man. And then when he came back, I don't know what it was, but it must have been something absolutely dreadful. Your name's Jerry Scott? That's right, Sheriff. You were in the lab this morning, huh? 
Sunday. Why? Well, you want to get ahead in this world. That's uh, how you score points. <laughs> and did you score any points this morning? Uh, I'm not sure. I, uh, I understand you phoned Mel Arvin at home. Yes. Why? I was checking some records on the computer, and I couldn't believe the printout. Well, I, I don't know anything about it, and you can never explain it, so I could understand it. But in a general way, what do you mean? Well, Sheriff, uh, every step in a long series of processes, oh, they ramify in a hundred thousand. Well, it's easy, just go easier. Well, they furnish a series of answers which have to check out. Well, I wasn't getting logical answers. Something was wrong. With what? With one of our procedures. Mm-hmm. You want not to produce such agitation in Mel Arvin? Yes. Well, what did the computer refer to? Well, I don't know. You don't know? Or you're not telling? Well, there's very tight security around here. Well, if, if you had a guess. Off the record? Mm-hmm. It had to do with big number one. What's that? Alderaan. Alderaan? Yeah. The best, the most effective, the greatest all-around antibiotic ever made. We just got to go ahead and we're swamped. We can't turn out enough of it. Well, then was Mel Arvin depressed because it developed so was something wrong with Alderaan? Uh, how could there be anything wrong with Alderaan? Well, why was he so down? He was really set back, wasn't he? Oh, yes. Why? I don't have the faintest idea. Why? 
Has anyone from the police that is been here? Well, yes, the, the, the sheriff. Hmm. Nick Gorgeous. Uh, what do you want to know? Oh, things about poor Melvin's state of mind before he left for the lodge. What did you tell him? The truth. Yes? That Mel was highly upset, almost irrational. It'll probably be called at the coroner's inquest. Oh, will I? Will I have to be there? Mm, yes, I'm sorry. You may have to testify. Oh, no. No, I couldn't do that. There's nothing to be afraid of. They're all local people. They all think very highly of me. But why should I have to testify? I don't know anything. Yes, you do. Oh, oh what do I know? That Mel was cheerful and full of good spirits when he left here. But he wasn't. He was, if you say so. But is that what I have to say? I'm afraid it is. But why? This has to appear as a... as a casual one-in-a-million accident. Now, if it comes out that Melvin was upset, agitated... People might ask, why did I permit him to shoot with me? And once you get questioning started, you can never tell where it'll lead. Oh. Paul, I'm going to ask a question. How did Melvin die? The gun went off. I know. Technically, that's the truth. The gun went off. Well, then. But who was holding the gun when it went off? Who was pointing the gun when it went off? Rita.
writer can do with just a few words on paper, powerful, unscrupulous men may carry off in real life. Now, uh, Mrs. Arvin, just what happened on Sunday morning? Sunday? Oh, yes. Well, my husband got up early. He had this appointment with Mr. Rutledge. They were going duck hunting on Mr. Rutledge's estate. Well, he had his breakfast and left the house and... That is the last I... Just a moment. You have something to say, Sheriff? Uh, may I ask the witness a question, Doc? Uh, go right ahead. Uh, Mrs. Arvin, didn't your husband receive a telephone call? Uh, a call? Yes, from the lab. And didn't he go there? No, he, he didn't receive a call from the lab. And uh, why would he go to the lab on Sunday? Mrs. Arvin, when I spoke to you, you told me that Jerry Scott had called her from the lab. I did? Yes, Mrs. Arvin. <laughs> Like that, it, it simply isn't true. Doc, I'd like the court to call Mr. Jerry Scott. Miss Scott, you realize you're under oath? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir, indeed. All right, then. Now, where were you on Sunday? Where? Yes. Well, most of the morning in Culver Park. I go jogging every Sunday. Were you at the laboratory that morning? No. I mean, why? Why would I go there on a Sunday? Kill the weekend. Mr. Scott, you remember that I spoke to you? Oh, yes, Sheriff, I do. I most certainly do. You remember you told me you'd go into the lab? No, sir. I most certainly didn't. Well, you, you insist you didn't go into the laboratory and find something wrong that caused you to call Mel Arvin? Sheriff, I can't imagine where you get that idea. Uh, Mr. Rutledge, you claim Mel Arvin said he had no luck with a 16-gauge, and therefore he wanted to try your 12. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, excuse me, I caught a bad cold Sunday morning in the duck blind. I can't seem to... But the examination of the 16 gun just an hour after the death of Mr. Arvin proved it had not been recently fired. Uh, what Melvin actually said was, I never have any luck with a 16. That's why he didn't even want to bother with it. Yeah. And you, you claim he didn't seem to be distressed in any way. No, he was quite relaxed and happy. He said nothing about having been to the lab. No, nothing at all. Nothing about problems with any of the uh, of the products. No, not at all. Now, Sheriff, we seem to be going round and round with these witnesses. If you have got anything new to bring up, please do so. Otherwise, I shall have to ask the jury to leave and consider their verdict. Ladies and gentlemen of this coroner's jury, have you reached your verdict? We have, Your Honor. We find death was due to the accidental discharge of a firearm. Hi, Sheriff. Hi. What do you have? <laughs> what can I have? I'm on duty. Uh, how'd you like me yesterday? First time in my life I was ever on a jury. <laughs> and foreman. I mean, four-person at that. <laughs> Mary, wasn't there any doubt in anybody's mind... Doubt about what, Nick? Well, about anything. Nick, we've been friends a long time, so uh, 
A word to the wise. Lay off. Lay off? Lay off what? People are starting to talk. They noticed it. You better explain. Were you actually out to get Paul Rutledge? Get him? It sure did look that way. Oh, I believe I had... Oh, I still have a duty to perform. Sure. But it seems you were trying to prove that Paul murdered Mel Arvin. He did? Nick. Look, I was the last one to see Mel Arvin alive, besides Paul. Mel was a wreck. Nick, listen to me. In, in, in a minute. I may be wrong about the motive. What motive? Well, I figured it had something to do with the laboratory. The way I doped it out, Mel uncovered something that could only mean a disaster. Maybe, well, maybe Paul had to kill him to keep it quiet. You're really going on, aren't you? And then suddenly, as I saw the two of them in the courtroom... The two of whom? Paul and Rita Arvin. And what about Paul and Rita Arvin? They're a pair. They're a combination. Come on, Nick. Mary, look. You're a woman. You're supposed to be alert to these things. You mean you look at Paul and Rita and you don't see anything there? Huh? Maybe that's why Paul killed them. Why do you keep saying Paul killed him? Because of Rita. He wanted Melvin out of the way. Okay. Now you hear me out. What you have is a lot of fancy speculation. I know I'm right. I've caught every one of these people in a lie. You don't have one shred of proof. Let me tell you what I heard Joe Soames say here last night at the bar. Joe Soames? Joe was saying, well, something like, Nick is too young to be sheriff. But I'm 41 years old. He said that you're bored. There's no action here. So when something like this happens, you try to squeeze all the juice out of it you possibly can, even if there isn't any to begin with. Why is it so clear to me and to nobody else? Because nobody wants to believe Paul Rutgers could do anything wrong. Nick, you weren't born here. You're an outsider. I've lived here 20 years. You're still a stranger. The Rutledges are original settlers here. The Rutledges were always millionaires. But they always loved this place. They always helped the folks hereabouts. <laughs> Nobody went hungry if the Rutledges knew about it. Now, if some poor kid was smart... The Rutledges fixed it for him to go to college. And who do you think sent Doc to med school? Paul's father. I know. I'm aware of all that. And what about jobs? There's always a job at Rutledge Drug for anyone who's out of work. But I only know I have a duty to perform. Oh, people are blind when it comes to the faults of any Rutledge. Blind, deaf, and dumb. Well, what am I supposed to do? Even if you're right. Even if Paul Rutledge did, as the lawyers say, willfully and with malice aforethought, shoot and kill Melvin Arvin. Nobody here wants to know about it. <laughs> now, where are you going? Over to see Doc. What for? Well, he's an officer of the law. I hope I can get a straight answer from him. <laughs> oh, oh, it's you, Shad. May I come in? <sighs> You know, I'd catch a cold or worse. I don't know what this is. I can't shake it. I asked Dr. Seedy last night. He gave me a shot. If you ask me, I'm feeling worse. Oh. Well, I, uh, I went over to see Doc. They told me that he'd be here. Yeah, in a minute. He's on his way. Oh, excuse me. There I go. I'm sorry you're not feeling well. But uh, I have to ask you a question. Did you kill Mel Arvin? 
Some question. Can you answer it? No. I mean, no, you can't answer it, or no, you didn't kill him. Uh, we're, we're alone here in the lodge, Mr. Rutledge. It's between you and me. Nobody could prove anything. Did you kill Mel Arvin? Forgive those as ground rules. The answer is yes. Why? No simple answer. There are many factors. Was one of those factors Mrs. Arvin? It's obvious. I thought we behaved more discreetly. Uh, that's true. You've been having an affair with Rita Arvin. You made it sound rather tawdry. Call it anything you like. It's true, isn't it? For the purposes of this discussion, yes. But you can't prove it. A man is having an affair with another man's wife. Her husband is found shot to death in the duck blind with the wife's lover. If the jury knew that, would they have decided on accidental death? But they didn't know it. All the facts can still come to light. How? Somewhere there has to be evidence. Uh, of what sort? Well, someone can be found who saw you together. Waiters, waitresses, uh, hotel room clerk. I dare, Nick. No such evidence exists. No, something exists. And I'll find it. No, I don't think so. Let me tell you why. There's too much going against you. Look, I know how people here feel about you and the Rutledge name. The Rutledge legend. But facts can't be denied. You will only succeed in making yourself thoroughly unpopular. That's not important. Nobody gets away with murder. <laughs> ah, don't be silly, Dick. People everywhere, every day, get away with murder. And worse, especially people like me. You can't touch me, Dick. I have the position, the influence, the money to bury to completely destroy whatever evidence could bring me to book. You'll destroy only yourself. Well, if that's how it has to be, I'll risk it. I'm not a killer by nature. I was in a situation where I was overwhelmed. I did what I had to do. I know I'll never do anything like it again. Don't go for evidence, clues, leads, whatever, because nothing exists. You really believe that? It's true. Look, I may be a fool, a sucker, naive, but I believe in justice. I believe you're going to pay for it. In the end, you're going to pay. <laughs> Such a belief brings you comfort. Cling to it by all means. Now, uh, you must excuse me. I'm, I'm not well. I would like to get some rest. I'm sure you can let yourself out. Goodbye, Nick. Goodbye, Mr. Rutledge. For now. Ah, uh, hello, Nick. What are you doing? What's wrong? Um, I was just leaving. Nick, forget it, will you? There's nothing you can do besides. You could be wrong. No, I don't think I'm wrong. Look, it was the wrong time to bother him now. He's not feeling too good. What's the matter with him? Well, he picked up this bad respiratory infection. Why didn't he answer the bell? Maybe he's asleep. No, he was just down here talking to me. Yes? Well, he knows I'm coming. 
Hey, door's locked. Oh, Nick, that, that, that window there is partly open. You think you could climb in and open the door for me? Okay.
for a fee? Of course. Yes, it's called uh, a finder's fee. You would expect me to pay you? Uh, Mr. Fenris, for making it possible for you to become a king, you will pay me the sum of one million dollars. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant In business, you rarely hear the expression, for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.